Hi, everyone. As you may have realized from the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about trauma in the chakras. This can be a very sensitive topic, and I wanted you to know right up front so you can make the best decision for you about listening to these episodes. They will not be graphic or specific, but if you think it'll cause you harm to listen, please don't. Your emotional and mental health is really important. Take care of it. Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everyone. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing your stories with me for the past few weeks. Uh, As we've been talking about trauma, I know it's brought up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And I want to take a minute up front this week to say thank you for going on this journey, for being brave, for being vulnerable, and for taking the time to really look deep within. Trauma is a thing that happens outside of us, but because it affects us on the inside, we then have to take responsibility for healing the damage that's been done. I mean, it would be great if the person or situation that injured you could be changed, but it can't. And even if they want to change it, they can't. So we have the great opportunity to do the work ourselves, the chance to rebuild ourselves into what we want to be, what we want to become, rather than letting outside forces push us around. And I mean, of course, we would never wish trauma on a person. Of course not. But when it happens, if we can take advantage, if we can flip our perspective, we can grow and we can change. And trauma does and will happen. Suffering will happen. Life is suffering, as they say in Buddhism. So rather than fight the reality, spend our time saying that shouldn't have happened, we can find our peace in accepting what is and then healing from that place. So all that to say, I appreciate what you've been going through these past few weeks. Please know that the work you're doing on yourself is impacting not just you, but the people around you, your children, your partners, your family, your community. You're changing the world. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today we talk about the crown chakra and its associated traumas. The quick overview. It's located at the very top of your head, governs your basic human right to know, self-knowledge, and universal knowledge. Physically, it works with the head and the brain, but in my opinion, it's the least physical of all the seven major chakras. 
which makes sense since it's the portal, if you will, to the universe or a more spiritual dimension. If you're a really practical thinker and a little skeptical of that kind of thing, don't let that hold you back from exploring your crown. There's plenty to be learned about yourself, even if that's not really your kind of thing. I think you'll notice some crossover between the third eye and crown chakra, which, as you know, happens a lot in the chakra system because it's a system, not individual pieces. It's really helpful if we try to remember that the energy is always flowing through our channels and that each energy center affects the others, especially if they're physically located close to one another, like in this case. We talked last week about how trauma can occur in the third eye if we're told that what we see isn't actually real or if we're supposed to keep secrets. Trauma can happen in the crown if information is kept from us, intentionally or not, especially if that information is impacting our lives and we don't know why or how. Before we get into it too much though, I want to address the right to know. We hear things like this a lot, you know, the public has a right to know. And sometimes that's true, but a lot of times it's not. Like when it's information about a public figure's personal life, like a celebrity, not an elected official. Sometimes we do have a right to know things about them because they directly impact us. But what we don't have a right to know is what we might consider gossip or details about other people's lives that we just want to know because it's interesting to us. That's not part of the crown chakra. Not knowing the details of someone's life is not a violation of your right to know. In fact, we've talked in past episodes about how this kind of talk and sharing can even cause further trauma in the throat particularly because what's being said is perhaps either uh, not true or it's not helpful. And It can cause trauma in the sacral chakra if we're not creating appropriate emotional boundaries. So let's not confuse our universal right to know with our lower chakra appetites for knowledge. They're not the same. I think you can probably see a difference, but I did want to make that clear. We are not entitled to know everything about everyone, just as no one is entitled to know everything about you. So, Backed information that is being kept from us that does impact our lives. This could be many things. And I'll give you one example of a woman that I worked with that stands out. She was adopted as a baby when the standard practice was not to tell children that information. I think that might be changing some, uh, but at the same time, many decades ago, it was kept a big secret Uh, as if it was something shameful. Now, keeping this secret might have injured her parents as well, but it was the withholding of that knowledge that injured this woman. Because despite what I imagined her parents' best efforts were, that sense of shame permeated her life as a child. The sense that they were always embarrassed by her, of her, of what she was, She had this deep vibrational sense that her parents felt she wasn't enough. And my guess is that that wasn't true at all. But that's a big secret to keep. And this very sensitive woman was going to pick up on it. 
we spoke weeks ago, weeks ago about generational trauma. And I think this is probably a form of that passing along of trauma and shame and guilt, particularly in this case where there was absolutely no reason for it, but it had a major impact on my client and she never had any context. By the time she learned that she was adopted, both her parents had passed and further injury was caused when she learned that her entire extended family was aware and had also been keeping this secret from her. It was quite the cascade of trauma, not just in her crown chakra where some of the original pain was felt, but all the way down her energetic system as she questioned everything about herself. By the time she came to work with me, she'd had some traditional therapy as well, which you know I fully endorse, and we spent our time working on the chakra pair of crown and root. Her crown chakra presented the trauma presented as an inability to process information in other aspects of her life. You know, she never felt secure without knowing why, and, and that led her as a young adult to feel like she always needed to have control of other people through manipulation and cruelty. Crown chakra trauma can push energy into the lower chakras where it manifests as anger and intimidation in some cases. But we know her full story now, so we're better able to view the situation with compassion. And if this kind of crown chakra trauma resonates with you, I encourage you to show some of that same compassion to yourself or to others that might be experiencing something similar. You can have compassion without allowing yourself to be abused. And that's a gift that we can offer ourselves and to others. Another experience that can cause crown chakra trauma is narrow or, or forced religion. This is beyond the typical family outings to church or temple or mosque activities. Forced beliefs and severe punishment for questioning those beliefs or ridicule for asking questions or the idea that it's evil to even think outside of what is being taught. To be told that what you're learning in school or elsewhere is lies. Some forced religion even teaches falsehoods presented as truth to keep children from knowing what's real. And it may even be that the teachers in this case believe the untruths they're spreading because it was taught to them as fact and it just goes on. Now this is a very fine line because parents want to teach their children their religious heritage and their doctrine and their lineage, history, and stories, and myths, and morality tales, and scripture, and all these wonderful things that form our culture and religions of the world. It's when these teachings take on qualities of blind obedience that crown chakra trauma can happen. When thinking is discouraged, curiosity is punished, the desire to know more, to understand more, is pushed away or down. You know, these are the times when we see trauma. And every person has their own tolerance for this kind of abuse. Some people don't mind having their curiosity thwarted, while others rebel at the slightest hint. And 
this impacts how severe the trauma is, naturally. Some people think it's fine to ask no questions for the longest time and then come to a moment in life when their world starts crashing down around them as they realize that what they learned wasn't the truth or it wasn't the truth for them. And that can be a terrible traumatic moment. We see that a lot in young adults entering the world for the first time, right when the crown chakra is starting to fully develop. And the damage from that can be lasting. For other people, it's more of a gradual realization. I mean, that's not, that's not always easier because just when you think you've come to terms with a new reality, bits of it start to crumble again and you have to start rebuilding all over again. Sometimes I think that as a society, we don't allow that spiritual abuse is on par with physical or emotional abuse, but I don't think we need to compare for which is worse or easier. If, if you've had spiritual abuse in your life, no need to downplay it by saying, well, at least it wasn't whatever it wasn't. That, that usually doesn't serve our healing process. And if that's our desire to heal, then minimizing what happened won't help. If any of this sits with you, if you feel that you might be experiencing some crown chakra trauma or the results of it, Let's talk about what that might look like. We already talked a little bit about how the energy that would help balance us here can be pushed lower and come out in ways that maybe aren't quite who we want to be. This can show up as hoarding or greed from an overactive root chakra. And just like in the third eye, if you experience extremely religion, rigid beliefs of the world, it might be that you're Crown chakra needs attention. Thinking everyone else is wrong and that you are the only one who knows, who truly knows what is the right thing to do, say, be, and everyone else is wrong, or that you should teach them your way. Now, personally, this is not generally my expression in the crown, but I've known people who, who do feel that way, and I've had to say, your way is one way, not the only way. Trying to be gentle, of course, since we all have our work to do. Sometimes, sometimes lower energy in the crown chakra shows itself in what we might call spiritual cynicism, where we don't believe in anything and actively doubt everything that other people say that they experience spiritually, especially if it doesn't vibe with our own experiences. And that's, that's crown chakra stuff. Excess energy in the crown from traumas can be similar. On one side, this is your hardcore skeptic. The belief that we can know everything and that there is no mystery in the universe. That everything is an intellectual exercise. Not just that it is, but that it should be. That it must be. That the rational mind is the only voice worth listening to. No intuition no extra knowing, nothing beyond the standard senses. And while that may work for some people and may not be a hindrance in life, I find that 
a lot of people who arrive at this place, at this feeling from crown chakra trauma, sincerely feel that there is a spirituality shaped hole in them, even if they can't exactly express it. And that's when trauma healing is useful. On the other side of that, there's spiritual addiction, the abandoning of all earthly responsibilities, handing over self-determination to the universe, or believing that literally everything has a spiritual meaning, but unwilling to do the personal work to find personal truth. When this is the case, we want someone to tell us, just, just tell us what everything means as if there's a cosmic handbook that has all the answers. That's, that's too much energy in the crown and not enough in the lower chakras, in the body. Feeling disconnected from your body as if it isn't a part of reality. Now that's extreme, of course, and in some cultures, excess energy in the crown like that is thought to cause psychosis. Now, I'm enough of a Westerner to question that, but I do find it interesting. Delusions and hallucinations are energy are energetically housed in the third eye and the crown, and they need treatment both physically and perhaps energetically as well. So, if these are your stories... If you recognize yourself in this trauma, let's talk about ideas for healing. You can certainly identify whether you feel you have too much or too little energy in the crown and then do meditations to either draw some of that energy down or up depending on what you need. doesn't need to be anything fancy. Mm -mm. Just visualizing pulling energy in from the universe or maybe releasing it out. Or try grounding work that focuses on moving energy down your spine to your root. I also think that learning about world religions and spiritual practices can be extremely healing here. Especially if you grew up in a very narrow or, or forced religion. I mean, not only is it interesting, it can be mind expanding, which is an incredible experience if that's the kind of thing you were discouraged from doing. I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to take on all those practices or believe they work or use them or anything like that, but studying spiritual disciplines is a wonderful way to create healing in the crown. I'll say I think that's the practice that I use most for crown chakra balancing. For physical healing or physical ideas, try yoga inversions if that's in your practice and your body allows it. Meditation and therapy, of course, are useful here as well. Or episode 41 has detailed information on a lot of these practices, so you can go back and check that out if you feel like you need a little bit more um, uh, details in the way to start healing the crown chakra. So... As we're wrapping up this series, remember that as we're talking about trauma, sometimes just hearing and recognizing your experiences is a first step. If you've been listening and thinking or feeling that I'm describing you and your life and you start to bring attention to the injured chakra, 
you've already begun your healing process. You're seeing yourself clearly, exploring your thoughts and feelings and behaviors from a new perspective, and that's progress. I want to encourage you, all of us, to not get attached to our trauma. It's so easy to identify with that pain, to believe I am an abused person instead of I am a person who experienced abuse or cling to that trauma as part of who you are because to let it go would be letting go of something that makes you, you. On some level, we all hold on to our trauma. It's our story. And who are we without our story? But what we're trying to learn on this journey is that we are not the story. We are not what happened in the past. We're not even really who we'll be in the future. We are this moment. And now we're this moment. And healing any energetic damage that happened in the past can let us experience now without attachment to what was or what will be. Let's think on that. Thank you again for your time and your work on this trauma series. I'd say I I hope you enjoyed it, but enjoy is a weird word to use in this circumstance. So I suppose I hope you found it useful and informative, maybe uncomfortable. And I certainly hope you found it a catalyst for growth. We'll be back together next week and maybe we'll take on something a little lighter. What do you say? (laughs) In the meantime... Please remember to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach because you can message me in those places if you need anything. And if you'd like to support the show and get some bonus information and videos and such, you are always invited to join me on the Patreon page, which I'll link to in the show notes. The support there makes all the difference and I appreciate you. Until next time, I hope you have a lovely day. Change your mind change your life, change the world. I love you all. Bye.